0: Aloha and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Reef. I have an incredible guest with me today and we just got done with the best conversation. It was so expanding. It was nourishing. It was awakening and I just can't wait to share this with you. But I wanted to introduce you to my dear friend who resides on the Big Island of Hawaii. Her name is Tahiti Kulia Hutter at Tahiti Kulia on Insta. And she is a spiritual midwife. She is a ceremonialist, a creatrix, a writer, an energetic alchemist. And what I love about Tahiti is that she is a pillar that reminds us to come back home to ourselves. So in a lot of ways, we share similarities and and we use different modalities to convey this deep remembrance. And we are going to be holding... An incredible two-day live workshop on November 19th and 20th, which we'll talk about in the episode. But I just want to share that if you have been on a journey of self-discovery in any capacity, this episode is truly going to serve you with your own intuition and your own intuitive gifts. Because Tahiti calls on her gifts to facilitate others to remember their own divine feminine, their own divine traits, their own divine path. She's a bridge for our source, truly sharing insights and holding beautiful spaces for our current ascension, but also a beautiful grounding. So she blends these two worlds so beautifully. And beauty is her art and creating beautiful spaces and being a ceremonialist, she's going to tell you a little bit about that but I won't give all the goods away now tune into today's episode and let's get into it. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, U'ilani Tevanga. Are you an ambitious, goal-getting woman, yet often feel depleted, sometimes even numb? Are you chasing success yet deeply desiring significance? Do you feel you're walking a tightrope of too much or not enough? From a young age, success meant safety, so I always achieved. But it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be and I couldn't stop running. I feared one day if I stopped, it would all fall apart. Spoiler, it all fell apart anyway. In my darkest space, I went inward. I found the truth. My truth. I got to meet myself for the first time. To let go of shame and heal so I could help others in a deeper way. Imagine! If you were able to unlock abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify who you already are through magnetic embodiment, emotional mastery, tapping into your intuition, and reclamation of pleasure, oh yeah, we're going there. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within, so we can go beyond the reach. Aloha and welcome to today's episode with my incredible guest, and you might find her on Instagram at Tahiti Kulia, and today's conversation is going to be really juicy, so I really invite you to drop in, and if you're multitasking, which most people do when we listen to podcasts, you might want to just put that on the side so you don't miss this conversation. We were just chatting right before we hit record, and... I'm excited for you. (laughs) I'm excited for all of you. And this is a Wahine that I've been so incredibly moved by, not just in my own life, but in my own experience for what's happening in the collective. And she truly is a new earth leader. And if you're not even sure what the heck that means, you will by the end of this. You know, it's just women that are so open vessels for what is coming She feels deeply. She's an intuitive. You know, you heard a little bit about what she does, but I want to introduce you to who she is and feel into that. This woman is potent and powerful, and I'm grateful that you're here, my sis. Welcome.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you. Can we just end there and then? (laughs) I'm welcome. (laughs) I can just go off and like cry for a second. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Um, It's so funny whenever I hop on a podcast or a conversation with a friend or someone that just it just clicks it's always like we should just be recording this like immediately so I'm excited that we're just launching straight into it and
0: can I just give you another note of appreciation you embody ease for me I know we were talking about like sometimes how things feel so full on and it gets exhausting in certain areas, but I just want to say that the thing that really drew me in, and I saw her on Instagram, but you guys, okay, it was the feeling of peace and ease that she didn't even do anything. It was just the presence. And so when I talk about that on the podcast, about letting abundance come to you, not by what you do, but truly the frequency that you hold. Tahiti's frequency is just otherworldly okay I just need to just to share that
1: so you can hear that and receive that. thank you I'm gonna get overwhelmed if you keep complimenting (laughs) okay okay thank you so much thank you you know it's so funny thank you for that reflection because it's something that has takes it's so funny that it takes so much effort to create ease it's just created it's just it's prompted so much of my own uh, just self self-help basically helping myself reach that place through the reflections and relationships with others through the reflections of meeting women like you through the like just constant and we, I will kind of get into this the kind of constant feeling of having to sort of show up in that and what Like what I heard and what you were saying is, and what I think that I am finally kind of clicking into after like over a decade of working on myself or however you want to pose that is, can you feel enough in the present moment? Is this sufficient? Like, is this enough? Are you enough? Can you truly sink into that? the enoughness. And oftentimes I don't feel enough. Like it doesn't feel like enough. I am always wanting more. Even when I reach that place of, wow, this is so great. This is a goal or a dream I really want. And was aspiring to create or happen. It's like, okay. And then what's next. And so this last year, all of 2022 has been deep grounding into rooting into the enoughness when things feel really out of control, when things feel really chaotic, when things feel that when it just doesn't feel enough, it's like reframing that. And it's challenging and it requires so much surrender. Mm. It's been a year of surrender. And I think surrendering, which we have, we have associated with defeat or we have associated with um yes. failure, right? Mm-hmm. We yep. we kind of have all these words surrender, vulnerability. Uh we've kind of lost what their actual essence is. And it's been a big year of surrender and vulnerability, which ultimately leads to that enoughness, that sufficiency in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um and I so appreciate your reflection and yet have to say that there's so many pieces of me, even today sitting down in my starting this 30 day ritual. And I'm in this reflection of what's flow feel like, what flow feels like, what flow doesn't feel like what's possible when you're in flow, what habits create not being in flow. And I was even just getting like physically uncomfortable. Cause I yesterday starting that ritual it was so clear and that's, you know, we're different every day. We're such okay. multidimensional creatures and we're different every month. I mean, you were just saying to me we're before different we're- every, every
0: different. other week with our yeah.
1: <laughs> every moment. And we're moving into the fluidity and flow of the new paradigm, the Aquarian age that offers us way more expansion, way less labeling, way less identification on how we used to identify um, in order, I think, for us to have a perceived sense of safety with one another, we used identification. And I think that's ultimately just created separation and division and whatnot. And so we're actually going to be reclaiming that in a lot of ways. And so reclaiming that within my own life has been moving through all the different identifying labels and moving through and allowing there to be flow in how I create and how I show up and how I'm in relationships how I'm in business how I am in community like there's we we often really want such a strong targeted you know example of what someone is in order to just Okay. My, my brain. And I think I actually listened to your podcast about this, where you identified that our brain only has so much capacity. So Mm -hmm. we're constantly kind of anything that's irrelevant goes to the side. And I feel that for me, a lot of the work that has to been done to create a sense of embodiment, just general embodiment, like being in the body, which has been a struggle for me for most of my life was, um, Releasing all the identifiers mm-hmm. and being able to be curious and hold the full spectrum of everything. To wow. me, what I have seen in the last two years. If we're gonna go really grand, we're kind of I'll yeah. try to re- bring this back into absolutely
0: not. I don't <laughs> want to put it down version. I'm like, I'm here for all the potency. All right, because. let's get saturated. Apologetic. If if you don't understand, this is an opportunity for you to lean into what activates you because you're just getting so much from this. I'm talking to the listeners, not talking to you.
1: <laughs> I know the the flood coming in right now. I'm like so let's get saturated. The yes. spectrum of what is available to us right now is grander than it's ever been. Um, we know this because we have a, a far more, well, what a perceived advantage to requiring, to obtaining information, to connecting with people, with communicating than ever before, right? In the physical, in the material, because I'm going to say this, we have always been- that's all say. In excess. <laughs> it is an excess and it is not necessarily the truest form of how we have always been connected to one another because we've always been innately intuitive. We've always been incredibly telepathic and psychic, and we've always had a universal language, which is energy. So that's, you know, it's untrue to say that we're the most advanced we'd ever been. We are advanced in certain technologies and in other ways, I really think we're lacking. But what I want to, what I have experienced over the last two years is either our, I don't want to say two separate groups, because I'm not going to move into the division thing. But what I've noticed is people who are in a sustained state of curiosity Mm -hmm. and people who have made up their mind about what the world is. Oh, sis. Can we just pause on
0: that one? Cause whoa, whoa. Literally. And 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 therein laid the the big yeah. rift in, in our in our planet. Mm. Yeah. And I think what you said too was really powerful about can you just feel like this enoughness? You know, can it just be enough? Like in the physical plane, can it just be enough? Like in, instead of this idea that we've been ingrained in for the more, for the mm-hmm. continuum of whatever it is, but this inner knowing comes from this in-between season. What you're saying about like the 2022 and like the deep roots, and it's actually in that quietness that we come to that deep inner knowing. Yeah, the continuing of like, how do I continue to do more? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's how I, 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 that's a little bit a piece of what I received from when you were speaking.
1: Yeah, which kind of opens up, you know, the, the bigger question, how much does my curiosity lead to my enlightenment? How much does my curiosity lead to my demise? Like how much does it lead to that constant state of wanting to feel enough or be enough or know enough? And then how does it become, and then the other spectrum of those, the, of the group that is like, oh, I know what's, I know what's going on and that's enough for me to know. Right. It's like- Oh, well then that's kind of a settled state. So there's no good or bad, right? It's just, it's just to me exploring the spectrum. And I feel based on my upbringing, my history, my, just even my makeup, who I am, I had a very, I had to stay in a black and white world in order for me to feel safe and understand. Same. Yeah. But what happens in that space, like nothing, like there's no color, there's no spectrum, there's no wide variety of there's everything. Not, there's no room for curiosity. There's, there's no you, room for curiosity. In mind. Mm-hmm. And we can't, it, nothing else can really coexist. Like everything has to be one way in order for this to be the other way. And um, coming into a deeper trust, 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 and faith has been, letting myself color my world, letting it become a full spectrum, not thinking black or white. Um, And what happens in that space is compassion. Is that curiosity? Is that questioning? Is that expansion? um, Is that allow allowance is so much, it's so much more. It's obviously so much more vibrant. And um, yeah, I'm curious what, you know, that we went really big, but the enoughness, the curiosity factor, the, the expansion that we're in, in this paradigm. And I know you've talked about it, um, a lot on your podcast. What is that looking like for you in the current moment right here, right now on this day, November 2nd, <laughs> you know,
0: the allowance for me is the presence. I have been afraid of the present. For so long. Like presence and like you said, enoughness feels so scary to me versus me having the control over either fixing the past or planning the future. Mm-hmm. And moments that drop me in has been the greatest part of my healing. And um, you know, yesterday it was funny, and I, I reflected this on a, an episode, but I'll just share this with you. I was trying to get all this stuff done. I was like, okay, I had a lot of time to get work done. And then my computers were just not functioning. And I was like getting upset. But then when I went surfing and I was just kind of dropping into nature, it was like, well, no shit. It's over capacity right now. Mm-hmm. Like you have way too many downloads, but you haven't deleted like we're talking about you haven't deleted the stuff that's no longer relevant you haven't taken the time to sort through the files and keep what you need you know and so like that th- that's been this whole season of 2022 is like you needed to kind of clean house and just because the empire whatever people are trying to build is like not being seen it the empire also exists in the earth like the empire builds deep within and the allowing for that that depth to come through so we can continue growing and serving more but the the thing that you said about the black and the white um i thought about the word goddess because Tahiti had invited me to be a part of her two-day workshop, which I was super honored. I've still, I still am um, to share space with other women and talk about the goddesses within all of us. And that for me, for so many people too, to this day, and you know, I've shared that how goddess yoga basically aligned in my life this past year in 2022. And I remember seeing the word goddess and being like, what the heck? (laughs) You know, and I instantly just judge it as black and white. Like there's only the one God, because I've come from a very staunch religious background. And I, to this day, receive a lot of resistance and a lot of questioning of like, I love what you do. I don't like the word goddess. And I'm like, oh, okay. So as we move into the seven sisters workshop, and we talk and reflect in the goddesses within every woman, can you kind of open that discussion up about the goddesses within all of us? Because I also think this flows into the enoughness. We think I got to be like this woman or, oh, sometimes the comparison slips in of like, but she's really just reflecting to you. What part also wants to be acknowledged? Like this, that's been the big shadow, like healing work for me is no longer pedestals. You know, like bye. <laughs> yeah. it exists yeah. in all of us, the whole spectrum.
1: Spectrum. Thank you for this invitation into this. Um, so many things came up, and thanks for even your your willingness to just share how that still is not fully like you can't fully even digest it and then, you know, regurgitate it out because I, so even, you know, I divine feminine to me is still even a little like, ooh. so it's, it's so embedded in us. And yet I want to consider that we, we kept perpetuating or kept saying which over the last few years, and we've reclaimed that word mm-hmm. and now look like, I don't know if you saw this Halloween, but like everyone was claiming their witchness. Everyone, yeah. yeah, their wizardness, their witchness, their magic. So it's like all we have to do, even the word magic is a word that got really sticky for me for a bit, even though that is like one of the oldest words that has been around forever around alchemy and all of that. And I've been reclaiming that word. And I put that in my current bio, like magic maker, because it's like that is what I am. That yeah. is what a lot of yeah. us are. That is anyone who is in a any sort of creation, yeah. which is anyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anyone who is on this planet right now is a creator, is in creation, unless you are in destruction. But that's a whole other side story. But you are in your magic. You are creating through magic. This is this is just the natural part of being in the body.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, reclaiming these words, reestablishing these words as not words that are um, something that. Are out there or woo-woo or separate from us that are really actually contained. The divine feminine is contained in all of us, regardless of our gender, regardless of our non-gender. It's the yin and yang, divine masculine, divine feminine. They're just entities that coexist and create homeostasis when they're um best served in our in our in our vessel, in our spirit, in our all of it. So reclaiming this has been a big thing. And I even that's why Seven Sisters came out because. Originally, when we wanted to do this workshop, Giselle and I from the Cosmic Laundry, who's um, actually coming out to live with me for a little bit, she is so brilliant with human design and astrology. Oh, so amazing. I've never brilliant. wanted to dive so deep until I started listening
0: to her. And I'm like, she's brilliant. She's, amazing. Yeah. she's
1: brilliant. And she's relevant. And she brings such a light. And I want to say which is something that I've always tried to stay out of because I've thought being mature and being so adult was the, but she brings this really light, innocent, girlish, like understanding with so much intellect Mm -hmm. and girlish isn't also a thing that is bad. Like it's just, it's an innocence to me. It's Persephone energy, which we'll go into. It's maiden energy. It's this very innocent yet uh, like able to hold the capacity, the duality of everything. And so when we were discussing holding a gathering, um, it just kept retranslating, retranslating into eventually what it is now, Seven Sisters. And it came into, well, let's explore these goddesses. And to be super honest, the level of which Giselle understands and has studied these goddesses compared to me is like very different. But after exploring this alongside her and exploring it through inviting all of you to participate thank you because I had no idea oh but now it makes sense right like like yeah there's things that just start to click into place where you're like oh I see now that experience in my life and what that helped me understand about this experience and how each archetype serves one another each archetype lives within with like in this whole coven together and yeah this this space that we're going to hold that you're going to be part of and that we have um there's two of us here so five other other women joining us for is going to be a really potent like i'm not going to say it's one thing it's going to be so many things and it's going to be i think that anyone who attends it is going to extract the exact medicine that they need that is relevant because let's talk about relevancy like yeah. nothing's really important to us unless it's relevant to us so right. whatever's going to be relevant to the attendee i think will really be found mm-hmm. and um i think that or i feel um like you said before we're in this overwhelm mm-hmm. of so many things so much information um and i feel that we get to recalibrate ourselves and decide what's important to us um, and remove all the distractions. Yes. Which majority of what the stuffing, the not enoughness is, it's just a distraction.
0: Right.
1: So when we get down to the simplistic of it and we got down to the, like the nitty gritty, the less we have, the less we have moving through this field, the more focused and present we are with whatever is in front of us, whatever is relevant to us, is going to be enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk to me about, I want a little introduction
0: on, you know, the beginning of the book and mm -hmm. the book we're referencing is Goddesses and Every Woman. Who's
1: the author again? Uh, Jean Shinoda Bolin, and she's actually an MD. She's a psychiatrist. So if, you know, you have someone who's um, practicing Jungian theory, like Carl Jung theory and everything, and it's like, you think goddesses in every woman you'd be it'd be like this like you know divine feminine because he they talk about archetypes and I
0: know like I want to backtrack because uh, that is something I just learned within the last couple of years but I think that you would probably explain that the best with just a brief summary of like what is an archetype
1: yeah so these archetypes are based off of specifically for the greek mythology which was then translated into roman mythology greek is the oldest for it which can be found and actually giselle and i are going to research this based on her understanding of them and then my understanding of our goddesses and Hawaii. yes there was yes. so much like oh, this is a yes. story too yeah yes so this can be found in any culture this right. can be found in any um lineage these goddesses these archetypes um you know, we like you said earlier, we're very conditioned to think of the one over overlying God. And yet we know through our own reclamation and understanding and research and um resonance with these other goddesses and gods that that's not necessarily true. There's a lot more. There's a there's a lot more to explore. There's a lot of more uh deities to say. Right. right. And they can you can find the similarities in all the different you know um cultures okay. it's not it's not um doesn't belong to just one hop. no
0: okay.
1: yeah mm-hmm. no and so you know that would be really interesting for those who are doing who are who tend who are interested in doing this work or exploring more of these archetypes mm-hmm. is to research and find out through your own reflection through your own intuition what that might look like in your um lineage like what you resonate with um and a lot of the times so the goddesses these archetypes when we started to promote this everyone's like well can you make a quiz so I know which one I am oh, we're, like, you're like, we're <laughs> like yes however like if you actually this is how we're just in that sort of instant we want the like okay can you just tell me and oh. so it's like well actually um it's crazy because just through the brief descriptions of what we posted, you know, I was associate, I'll just name myself as example, associating with certain ones. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's what I am. And then when I like extracted and went a little bit deeper, I was like, oh, actually those aren't my archetypes. Oh. So it's, it's less so of like reading everything and solving X, Y, and Z to get the understanding. And it's more It is an intuitive approach. It is a full on feeling into. It's an allowing too. It's it's an allowing. allowing. It also changes. It's nonlinear, right? It moves around a lot. It can circle around a lot in our lifetime. And um, you can have specific astro chart markings. So you can have certain placements in your chart that pull that energy a little bit more and we'll go into this in the workshop with Giselle because she's so knowledgeable about this but um ultimately this is up to each one of us and it's up to each one of us for all of what we are doing here to discern and decide once again this word what's relevant to us mm-hmm. um but what's what's amazing about this book and as i dived into it is um and I think we spoke about this a little bit earlier in private, is that the archetypes um, exist beyond these goddesses, quote unquote. They're literally, they show up in our psyche. They show up in our relationships. They show up in our communication style. They can even be narrowed down to childhood experiences. So if you were raised a certain way, you could have had a specific imprinted archetype on you, or you could have been fighting against an archetype that you you thought was more true to you but you weren't given the I want to bring an example I want to hear
0: an example and then I'll share my example of like one that was kind of placed on you and then the one that you're like oh absolutely not
1: (laughs) so I was like reviewing um Artemis who's Diana who is who you're representing Artemis or Diana is a um is a archetype that really is prevalent in my life. So I'm excited that we're connecting on this one together. That's probably where we feel a lot of, you know, connection. And for Artemis, she's a very independent child. And she's the type that's very focused and very determined and is going, whatever she sees that she really wants, she's going to go after it. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about Artemis is to me, she's such a, a deep, deep example of what, being a sovereign soul is a sovereign self is. while But not let's not like sovereign, but not independent. She's very much relies on her sisterhood, the women around her. She mentors, she creates spaces for women. She's, she's so sovereign and understanding in her connection because she's so connected to nature. And yet she also is so relying on her reflections, especially through women or through the feminine. Um, and so she's someone that will show up as someone who is like very determined, but not in a way that maybe the queen would kind of cast things away or make certain ally ships or whatnot. Artemis is a very welcoming, you're all part of my sisterhood, you're all part of my coven, you're all part of this experience sort of energy. Um, Another example that I read in the book and that I really relate to is with, um, Sarah's who's the mother, who's the mother archetype. And I'm not a mother. So it's been hard for me to associate with that archetype, but I would say that I actually carry the mother archetype over all of them. And the mother archetype when they were little was the one that had all the baby dolls who was treated them exactly like she would her children who um, for me personally, was always the one when you played house at school. I would, you know, oh Tahiti's gonna be the mom, you it. know, yeah. The one growing up that kind of had to—that was mother hen to all her friends and making sure everyone, you know, when we were young and doing the drunk party scene, like everyone was good and like yep. that, you know, like everyone got home okay. <laughs> you have snacks and you have your water. That's mother energy. Mother energy is looking out for the. Sure. Mom is looking out for that is that nurturer that natural nurturer which in the shadow aspect of or not the shadow aspect but what can be you know challenges for the mother is being over serving is being completely selfless as you know you have i'm sorry uh i'm still like i'm still adjusting to this information of how many kids you have five says oh
0: say it again take a drink take a drink of water. Ooh. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I have 10 not gonna lie loudest house on the block
1: (laughs) it's incredible I mean Mm -hmm. what a talk about the spectrum right there yeah so that's, those are a few examples it um, could go into a hundred others. There's really great resources on Giselle. Giselle and I are breaking down each on um, the cosmic laundry podcast. We're breaking down each archetype. So if you oh, want to like dive okay. into those, whoever's listening. I love a- your episode about the lover, by the way. Yeah. The lover, probably a really misunderstood archetype as all of them are. The lover is Aphrodite. We know Aphrodite or Venus, and she really is she, she lives, she's the only, she's the alchemical goddess. So you have three different varieties. You have the virgin goddesses, which are the goddesses that never really rely on partnership or marriage. And then you have the, um, this is not the, I don't think they're non virgin, but I forget what the the word is. Then And then you have the alchemical and only Aphrodite resides in the alchemical. She's the conglomeration or she's almost the like the highest expansion of the feminine, which is to be completely self like self self, not selfish, but she's completely contained. She doesn't rely on anyone else except her creativity Mm. for her to feel, um, embodied. Mm. Yeah. The lover is someone who is, um, the lover energy is the energy we call in when we are in creation. Lover energy is that, um, maybe fastened but maybe sometimes fleeting hits of inspiration we receive um surges yeah yeah the surges right if you want to think of like the juiciest um romantic affair that's kind of lover energy um it's it's that she's not she's so present she's not thinking beyond kind of like a queen would think beyond a queen would would Imagine her entire domain and what she needs to create and her relationships and her allyships and what she's building. You know, mother would think of what's going to be sustainable, how she's going to feed her children, all of like, you know, how all of that. The lover is just in it, present. Mm. Talk about presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you're listening and you're kind of like hearing certain aspects you're like, oh, I'm that, I'm that, you know, it goes beyond what it is that we are doing in order to be the archetypes too like let's let's you know be um mindful of that it it's it helps us understand in the challenges of each of these archetypes help us understand how we can be more present in our lives in right relation with others in right relation with ourselves um and how these receptive archetypes these feminine archetypes serve in our um, embodiment and in our how we show up in the collective in our community um i
0: want to just share that learning in depth even if it's just in the beginning stages i think there's always this intuitive knowing right like when we say we're dropping into our feminine which it is like an ocean (laughs) when we say that our divine feminine, like as if it's one archetype of like, oh, it's like this, but no, it's, it's so, it's so vast, but having a workshop like this will help you be well with the ocean, you know, like it won't swallow you up in the work. And we were talking earlier about how sometimes doing work on ourselves can feel overwhelming but -hmm. when we have a space like the space that you and Giselle have created I feel so held in my exploration and it didn't even start yet So that's a clue. And like, just, just having this sisterhood and other women to like mirror back to you and speak life into what you're experiencing, um, like you said, resonance, and and then also continuing in that sovereignty of our exploration.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The space is not frivolous. Like the space is not without cause. Like it really is bringing us to the most embodied truth and versions of ourselves that we've ever been allowed to explore and I'm so so excited about that um you said something earlier about like the new age thing (laughs) and I'm like it's new age maybe in some people's minds because it's been underground for so long yes this work is ancient like I really would love to hear your take on that because I do see how, how people can go way off in the ethereals. and that's not for us to even judge because <laughs> they're probably receiving downloads where we're just, you know, anyways.
1: Yeah, no, it brings such a great, um, you know, reminder to me about how the beginning of this journey where I was starting to tap into more of my feminine, mm-hmm. you know, If what we're exposed to is our only, if we're only exposed to one aspect of something or one specific theme that we don't get to have a broader understanding of what's possible. So for example, if you've been on Instagram and you see reels or content shows up and it's like goddess energy, it's a goddess video of a girl that is, you know, dressed in gold and moving in the ocean and all that. Yeah. That's goddess energy, and then there's a hundred other ways to be embodied in your goddess energy, in your feminine energy. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're that I've been exploring is that it's not going to necessarily look how some people have been presenting it. And um, there's such a multi, like a huge universe of what's possible, and that's what we're going to explore. Mm-hmm. And it is ancient this is ancient knowledge this is these are ancient theories these are ancient stories these are things that have been passed down for very for many years which means which, that by the way what just when you said that i just also want to add if any
0: resistance has ever showed up because i know even within myself in the beginning of this i was like oh no no and you're all about women empowerment, which so many people are like, I empower women. <laughs> like this is your conversation because so much of what was lost was all the patriarchal stories and everything that was lost. So if you're in the season of like women empowerment, however it looks like health, fitness, family, like sovereignty, whatever, this is your space yeah. to understand where that got
1: lost in translation. Continue, sis. Yeah, and there's going to be like the immediate... You know, none of this is contained outside of us. Um, All of the work that I personally do and share with others is always a constant reminder that this is just a remembrance. This is your sacred remembrance. This is an aspect of you that has always been within you because it is lived within every woman who has carried you. It is living within every feminine entity or aspect or deity that has been in part of your lineage so this is within you this is contained within you and all we need sometimes is just the reminders and the remembrance of it and there's going to be resonance of certain ways to and looking if you want to go specific like we were saying like hey look at how it shows up in your in the hawaii mythology or indian mythology or whatever it is you can look and find the similarities find what resonates for you find look at their protocols look at their traits look at their strengths look at their challenges you know it's we can really learn a lot from these empowered women and that helps us understand the different layers of which we are and we don't have to just be one we don't have to just be pele we don't just have to be polyahu like there's so much for us to explore and that's what i've been really enjoyed is like I don't have to pick one. It goes back to our original thing. Like if I just pick that one identity, that feels really safe for me, you know? And so it's like, we don't have to pick the one identification. This is what's so great about this work is that there's aspects of each one of these goddesses that really resonates us and is relevant to us right now. And um, that's why I'm saying, if you've seen a certain way that the goddesses have been portrayed, and a lot of the times we've seen goddesses, this is a big reclamation I'm seeing right now. It's sort of the the dark feminine being reclaimed, the sacred rage and anger and the pain and like the destruct. So if you read through or you start to learn about these goddesses, you know, they didn't become who they are through like being placed on a pedestal and being like, okay, deemed that's you. Just like a lot of us are, haven't, we had to go through the grit. Yeah. The grit and the shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and some of these women, some of these goddesses, their stories like make me want to like cry. Cause I mean, these are mythical stories, right? These were before, these were like, before we had such the, the linear and material, these go beyond, right? They're a little bit, they're, they're continue that as if it happened to us because it's, yes. it's embedded in us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you'll see how these stories can, like I say, resonate to where you're at or your experiences in your history. So it's really powerful stuff. And so what is all of this knowledge do? Well, how we can apply it is we can look to see our uh, blockages, our patterns, the things in our life that we are trying to kind of get over that hill a little bit with. And apply the different medicine from the different archetypes to help us get to where we need to go. So it's like you want to call in these different archetype energy when you're trying to go through a phase or a part of your life that you haven't yet traversed through. Or a pattern that keeps showing up that you're like, you've been doing it one way, say it's a pattern that like maybe you are in your romantic relationship showing up too much as the lover which then doesn't create any sustainability doesn't create a foundation for a longer long term relationship because the lover would show up just in the present she doesn't think beyond it. So she's not, she's someone who is going to be a little more aloof to someone who is maybe trying to receive her a little bit more seriously. And so. Lover energy serves a lot in the beginning, but actually to sustain a long-term relationship or a partnership or a marriage, you're going to need, you're going to need Juno. You're going to need queen energy. You're going to need mother energy. You're going to need for whatever it is that you value and what you want in your partnership, of course. Right. Um, so that's what's so brilliant about what we're gonna explore. It's not like we're like, you're gonna come and learn about these goddesses and you know, be feel so good about yourself. So this is good. You're probably gonna oh shit. But Which the- is
0: what's gonna be so fun? I'm like so here for the fun. And like I just I honestly I've, I've been listening to this work and listening to you and Giselle, you know, as I'm doing my mothering, <laughs>
1: washing dishes, whatever, and I'm like,
0: oh <gasps> like the the ways that I love to understand ourselves because like you said I feel like so many of us have had architects placed on us mm-hmm. this is reclaiming sovereignty and maybe that's why I love that you asked me because I'm like sovereignty yes um, it's reclaiming that choice for ourselves you know as we remember and then we can drop deeper into the sovereign aspects like get to choose how I want to show up. I get to choose what nourishes me. I get to choose what to leave behind and like realize it's always going to be a part of me. But this has been so helpful. Yeah. And And I I want to share your story just, you know, a little bit. Like if you can just really briefly summarize, or maybe not even their story. We'll save that for another episode. I want to hear what excites you most. Like what are you most excited for? Not just for the workshop, but like... in your field right now what is
1: yeah I mean when you were just saying all that I was like thinking of sovereignty and I was thinking of what's what the embodiment of sovereignty does and um does for us on the individual level Mm. and I could almost get emotional about it because what I think that sovereign does what reclamation of our own understanding of who we are who I am I am Tahiti who am I helps me understand my placement in the Lahui, helps me understand my purpose in this collective experience, helps me understand and recognize how important I am to this story. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of us, and I actually know this because if I'm feeling it, then this is truth and resonance in the collective, that there's a lot of us who can look and say, there's you know, we're breaking through barriers and blockages and we're removing so much conditioning and we're, we're, we're doing shit. We dreamed of, you know, that we never thought was capable for ourselves, for our families. And yet I still know there's a big question about like, but why am I here? And what do I serve? And what do I even, you know, what's my purpose? Why do, and what I believe to be the embodiment of sovereignty is coming so strong in your channel and your pillar that there is no, all doubts of your worthiness, of your enoughness and of your reason and belonging of being part of this, this place starts to just dissipate. It starts to dissolve and disappear. And I think that's been the biggest exploration for me is what is my place And it's, it's outside of what I do. It's outside of what I create. Actually, it's outside of all of that. It's, it is my presence. It is just being here. Um, And that takes a lot of decoding. It takes a lot of uncoding and recoding of everything that we thought and what we've been programmed to do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. To come into this place of I belong, Mm -hmm. I belong simply because I'm here. Yeah and my existence is worthy and my existence is enough. And my, you know, some of us feel that unless we are in, and this is something I've always, I've struggled with as I started to go into a facilitator role. So right out of healing, out of still in a lot of healing, obviously, but out of more of my own self healing and more like, well, oh, I'm actually going to hold these containers and spaces for others. That was a big ego death of moving out of that until that I'm not worthy of doing that. But it's just this like beyond, beyond what i provide yeah like what what's my purpose why am i here at this time how do i actually if i you know we we got you know i i saw myself going so uh pendulum the other way of like kind of hermiting and being like i'm just going to do exactly what's good for me and you know that's important for a lot of us if we've become very very selfless however what i have noticed is that without a sense of my ident- identification within the Lahui of just being welcome to to be existent. I do feel that there's a huge piece of me missing. So it's crazy, or it's not crazy, but it's kind of yeah. ironic that through our sovereignty, through sovereignty of self, through the reclamation of who I am, I get to read get to receive a greater understanding of how i belong with all of you
0: and that is for me the most beautiful way to end this conversation because sovereignty of self but like in relation to one another as a big family like the oneness that we are all here together at this time in this very moment gosh You are a gift, my sis. Mm -hmm. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing this space. Thanks for creating this space for people to receive and to be illuminated and to recognize the aspects of themselves that they just needed to remember through the things that you speak, through the way that you carry yourself, and through the people and conversations that you're willing to have.
0: Mahalo. I love you. And if you are interested, which I'm sure you are, follow the Cosmic Laundry so you can listen to more episodes with Tahiti. Follow Tahiti on Insta and check out the show notes below and get signed up for the Seven Sisters Workshop. You do not want to miss this. And if you can't attend it live, you have the replay. And I think that that's such a gift too because you can digest a little at a time as it resonates and as you shift and evolve. So please give Tahiti a big shout out. Screenshot tag us both. uh, Let us know that you're signed up so we can look out for you and send you some love and I'll see you on the next episode. Mahalo for tuning into the show today. If you loved what you heard and know that this may uplift and inspire another wahine in your life, it goes a long way when you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I truly love it when you screenshot, post, and tag me on Insta, at Builani It helps me in my mission of serving as many women as possible. Individually, we are one drop, but together we are one ocean. And if you would like to connect and learn more about my services and mentoring, check out the show notes below or head to GoBeyondTheReef.com so I can support you further. There's so much goodness coming your way, my sis. Now get out there and show the world how amazing you are.